Not sure what to make for dinner? Need some inspiration? Mondays and Wednesdays, join Gabriel and his food hero guests on The Dinner Special. And now, here's your host, Gabriel So. Welcome to The Dinner Special. I am Gabriel So, and I am so happy to have Adrian Harris and Jeremy Inglet of The Food Gaze on the show today. Adrian and Jeremy love food, photography, and social media. And on their website, The Food Gaze, they share healthy and tasty recipes, as well as food news in and around Vancouver, BC, Canada. Thank you so much, guys, for being here today. Hi, Gabriel. Hi. It's our pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Well, no, it's totally my pleasure to have you guys. Now, let's go back to the very beginning. How did you two meet? We well, met, I think, maybe close to six years ago. Yeah, we um, met through a friend. Yeah, through a mutual friend at a kind of random party that neither of us was planning to go to. And, went anyways. Yeah, we went anyways, and we didn't really know anyone there other, other than, than the host. <laughs> so, yeah, we kind of just gravitated towards each other, and we've been hanging out and doing our thing ever since. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Now, when did you guys realize that you wanted to work together and that it would work out to collaborate? So it was probably the July of 2012 was when we decided to pursue the food blog, not really knowing what we were getting ourselves into. Yeah, we were kind of just wanting to find a hobby to do together, something fun. I was blogging previous to this, doing like a fashion arts kind of blog. And I think Jeremy was kind of tired of me being on the computer all the time. <laughs> so, you know, we thought we kind of put our heads together and was like, what did we both like? And we were already kind of cooking a lot at home and doing that. So, yeah, we kind of just started it, not really knowing what was going to become of it. Just something fun to do as a hobby. Right. Now, I guess you were saying that you guys were looking for a common interest to sort of build around this site. Was food always an integral part or something that was in the back of your mind that you wanted to focus on? For baking, baking is my kind of specialty. So mine just kind of goes back to my roots. My grandma used to be a baker, and there's probably three or four other bakers in my family too. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of in the family, and I feel comfortable with it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'd always been cooking too myself. Like, even as a little kid, I was in the kitchen making, like, weird snacks and, you know, that kind of thing. Left to my own device is probably a little too much, <laughs> but... <laughs> No, like I never ever thought that we'd have a food blog. It just sort of started really, I guess, organically. Neither of us had any sort of preconceived notions of what it's going to look like all the time, what it was going to be, or, you know, and what we're going to post in a month. <laughs> yeah, it's really evolved a lot from three years ago, for sure. Right. Now, do you each have different responsibilities and roles on the site? Yeah, I guess you could say so. We don't really have anything set in stone, but we've sort of, I guess, gravitated towards what we enjoy most. <laughs> yeah, or what each other's strong suits are. So yeah. Jeremy's definitely a lot more about the analytics and the planning and organizing um, and yeah. making sure things are up. <laughs> right. And I'm probably more gravitate towards like the styling and photography. photography and, and then we work together on recipes and in the kitchen. So we're all, it's intertwining. It's yeah. A good it's, nest. <laughs> it's a good sort of, we, we sort of pick up where the other sort of leaves off. Oh, totally. I mean, it sounds like you guys have a really good balance because, you know, one of you is more into the back end sort of like, you know, analytics part of stuff. And the other one, it seems like it's more of the front end creative website stuff. So it's like the best of both worlds mashing up into one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because like, it's hard, right? Like being blogger, I mean, we don't need to tell you it's like, there's so much involved and you don't necessarily think of all of that when you're first starting. And we definitely oh, yeah. worked our way through it. I was, there was no way I was thinking about analytics like 
week two of our food days. Yeah, right. It was like, what am I going to tweet about? And who should I follow? And <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Now, with the food and recipes particularly, how do you decide what to make? Depends on the season. <laughs> yeah, like nowadays, probably it's really seasonal for us. Like we cook a lot of fresh, like plant-based ingredients, I guess you could say. So, you know, what's fresh at the market. I kind of really love farmer's markets and going at least like once or twice a month and kind of getting inspired by, you know. Sometimes once a week. <laughs> depending on what we can afford. But I don't know. It's, I guess, before we were very much just cooking, you know. To experience cooking and to get you know, learn basic things in the kitchen and get comfortable. And I guess now we are probably trying to be more creative and inventive with flavor combinations and, you know, what can we come up with and that kind of stuff. Right. Now, what's the process for from getting an idea in your head to getting it up on the site? Because as we just mentioned, there's a lot involved with sort of getting a blog post up. What's your process? First creative, of course. We, I think, have tested out a few things over the couple of years, but I think right now we're doing the Instagram test first. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of times we'll post stuff to Instagram now because like, that's sort of where we've sort of really put our primary focus in the past few months. So it's like if we'll put something up and it gets a lot of interest, then we're like, okay, that's definitely worthy of a blog post and we'll, you know, then go to the next steps. But generally, if we do post a recipe to the blog, it's like we'll try to have tested it a few times at least and mm. make sure it's a solid recipe because, I mean, that's important too that you're putting something out there that's going to work for people. But it's kind of different every time, I guess. And if we were doing it, say, for a client or something, if it was a sponsored post, then it would be, you know, a lot more involved time-wise. Right. And is there one of you who are better with the photography or the styling? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've really focused a lot in the last few months practicing and Jeremy definitely is a very important part of the process, though. He'll tell me if something's not working or if I can't figure something out. Move I love this there. Yeah. Try this. Or I use his hands a lot. Different board. <laughs> so. Right. No, the photography is amazing and, you know, especially recently, really colorful and stuff. So it's totally awesome. Now, are there times when you guys don't see eye to eye and what usually happens then? You have to compromise. <laughs> yeah, we'll kind of usually pick our battles, I guess. Yeah. Like, we won't always agree about things, but it's usually about really, it's maybe in like editing Minimal photos. <laughs> it's like, what do you think about this contrast level or like that type of thing? Then we maybe will disagree sometimes on things, but generally speaking, nothing major. Yeah, we're sort of on the same page most of the time, which is why it's a good working relationship. Right. Did you always have an interest in cooking and curiosity around food? I know that you'd mentioned that, you know, your grandma was a huge influence with your baking and, you know, left to your own devices as a child. Sometimes, you know, we get really creative in the kitchen as well. Was this something that you guys were always interested in with being in the kitchen and cooking? Yeah, I guess you could say it was always naturally there. Yeah, whether like I realized it or not. And like Jeremy now, like he's gone through baking school and the blog, you know, led him, you know, to pursue that passion. So that was a really fun experience. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you could kind of say like discovering it a little later in life, you know, but for sure it's always been there. Awesome. Now, guys, you do have healthier recipes on the site. What do you think are some misconceptions of healthy food and healthy eating? That it's all green and boring? Yeah. (laughs) We really try and show people that it can be fun and like that you can really make fun, interesting things and use new ingredients. And I think it can feel really limiting for people. And we're not vegetarian. And that's why I think we can have so much fun with it. But, you know, for those who are and who have like food allergies and limitations that way, it can feel really like, you know, the same thing. I think you can get into a bit of a food rut 
So, yeah, I think that's our biggest thing, just that it can be different and you can have fun with it and have great, amazing flavors. Right. And also, if you go to the farmer's market a couple of times a month, you know, it's great inspiration as well to know what's seasonal and maybe some, you know, new ingredients to try. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Get to know your farmers, too, because like that starts oh, yeah. to inspire you, too. Yeah, he's got to know this really, really wonderful woman for her, his edible flowers. So it's Yeah, I'm fun. talking about her flowers like all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen that on the blog. Yeah, I love her. Cool. For someone who may not have the healthiest diet, can you share some simple ways to start eating better, whether you're cooking at home or eating out? That's the eating tough. out option is kind of hard in itself. Yeah, I think eating out can be a challenge. I mean... You're not going to go out and buy a $9 salad when you can easily make a you know $2 salad at home and that can fill you up. So Yeah, I, I think pick your splurge moments, I guess. Like, we definitely eat junk food and... Like, not everything that we eat on Instagram. And, it, you know, like, we have, like, just regular routine meals and stuff. But just incorporating it into your routine is just a good way to do it. Like, Just, just start it. slow. Just do start. It. Start somewhere, I guess. Start, you know. And yeah. cut down, I guess, on your meat. That's, like, something that we've done a lot. We love protein still, and we'll eat it maybe a few times a month now, as opposed to it being, like, it felt like it needed to be every single night of the week. Like, that with, like, the side of your vegetables. So if you sort of shift your focus, and I think cookbooks cookbooks yeah. and blogs that's a really great way because a lot of the work is done for you like you don't need to sit and worry about trying to come up with something super creative just go online and find it someone's done it try it out perfect now adrian and jeremy you're in vancouver bc canada for visitors to the city how would you describe the food culture in vancouver really diverse yeah probably really a mixed you can probably find like a little bit of everything here you know, for someone who's really well-traveled, maybe Vancouver still has a lot of growing to do. But in a lot of ways, if you've been here or if you're from here, you know it's kind of a bit of a small town. So in that respect, we do have a lot of options and we're kind of spoiled. <laughs> There's still a lot of restaurants that we've never been to. Yeah. Like, we've been doing this for so, like, for so long. And people ask us like where we should go eat and we're like, you know, we haven't dined out probably like nearly like as much as we used to yeah and nearly as much <laughs> as we used to can't keep up it's like a full-time job right i mean things are popping up all the time i guess and changing over yeah all the time it's like technology uh, yeah totally. it's like yeah you know like there's food bloggers here that that's like all they do right is keep up with like the new dynamics the newest so. stuff so right what are some of your favorite neighborhoods that have good eats in vancouver or around vancouver we're from east van so yeah. probably we always we definitely eat around here if we do yeah. eat out or we live near the east village and that has a lot of really great restaurants and strathcona is also nearby so they have a lot of good spots commercial drive commercial drive gas town so there's quite a few yeah you know you can take a, a day trip and just kind of you know go around and see what you can find hit up the different pockets yeah totally. yeah if anything sometimes it's like we'll go to an event on the west side of town and it's just like oh we need to get out here more just to like explore because even we're guilty of that it's kind of like you have like your little bubbles around the city right now if i had one day in vancouver where would i go for breakfast lunch and dinner so I think breakfast, we'd probably say Cafe Medina. Yeah. That's a good, solid spot. Yeah. Go early so you're not waiting in line for too long. But they do like a really good breakfast. Lunch, there's this really cute spot, Japanese spot, Basho Cafe. They do these lunch sets. So you get three little pastries or two pastries. Yeah, and some lunch, soup. Lunch bowl and soup and a drink. It's like made by like this little Japanese family. It's like super authentic. Really, really good. Just solid like home cooking lunch. And dinner, we'd probably say Kessel in March. That's yeah. like one of our favorite so restaurants. And it's like super underrated. Hidden and, gem for sure. Yeah. 
And we live in the the distillery and brewing district of Vancouver. So there's like literally like within like a 15 minute walking span, like four or five different places that you can go drinking. Yeah. You know, after we go for dinner, then we go for like nice nightcap after that. Perfect. Four or five spots, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you pick one or two. Great. Is there any food in Vancouver that locals love that visitors may not have any idea about? I don't know. I feel like word travels kind of faster in here. Of course, Twitter and all that and Instagram. So yeah, I don't know. Is there a favorite for you guys? I think if anything, it's just about like new places that'll have opened that maybe not everyone's have tried or like, you know, like places will open and if they don't necessarily have PR or a lot of media or press and you just won't know about it. So I guess it's more about that. Like, have you been to the, you know, X, like new place? And I guess we sort of rely now on word of mouth, like probably like as bloggers, I guess we're a little naive. So I want to know like if it was really good and worth going. Gotcha. Here at the dinner special, we talk with food heroes about dinner dishes that are special to them and how we can make it at home. Can you talk about a dish that is special to you and a little bit about the story behind the dish? Well, recently, I think we've developed this go-to pilaf dish that we've probably made, I think, four times out of a week. <laughs> One week, anyways, when you're really trying to, you know, perfect that recipe. I guess it's literally the thing we make when there's, like, no food, really, but we always have this stuff, the ingredients on hand to make this pilaf. And I think we posted the recipe on the blog, and it's been a pretty popular one. Yeah, it's very interchangeable. And we both really love it, and yeah, we all kind of make it different every time, sort of switch it up and see, like, if we can make it better than the last time. So I guess that would be, like, one... Yeah, is it the chorizo and the mushroom one? Yeah, so we definitely highly recommend you make try it. That one. <laughs> Give it a try. Awesome. Now, if you could invite any three famous people over to share this chorizo and mushroom pilaf with, who would you invite? Well, I think over the last, what was it, six months, we were experimenting and using the Otan Otolangi books. Yeah, so we'd, we'd want to maybe have him over. Yeah. Although that would be pretty nerve-wracking <laughs> cooking for him. Probably... Mr. Sweets himself, Ron Bad Israel. Yeah, Jeremy's a big fan of him. Yeah. And I'm going to say Nigella yeah. Lawson because we love her. Perfect. Now, let's say that you were to have Otolengi, Ron Ben Israel, and Nigella over for dinner. And it was actually a uh, dinner and a movie situation with your pilaf. What movie would you pair with your pilaf? I'm going to say maybe like some kind of musical. So. Something that would be, like, good in the background so we could still have dinner conversation. Yeah. So, like, Fantasia. Or, <laughs> yeah, there's lots of color. So we'll go with that one. There you go. Perfect. Fantasia it is. No, actually, Jeremy and I both actually hate that movie. We'll do it ironically, okay? <laughs> or maybe it could just be the music in the background. Yeah. There you go, the soundtrack. Yeah. Now, I call the next part of the Dinner Special podcast the pressure cooker. I'm going to ask you seven fast, unfun questions that we want to know your answers to. Are you up for it? All right, sounds good. Awesome. Number one, which food shows or cooking shows do you watch? MasterChef Canada. Love Nigella Lawson, which I mentioned. Nigel Slater. Gusto. Oh, and we just started watching Food Network Star, which is just ridiculous, but... Cutthroat Kitchen. Yeah, a lot of food shows. Yeah. Cool. Number two, what are some food blogs or websites we have to know about? Well, I'm sure you probably know about a lot of them, but Stuff We Love, Feed Feed, that's a really great place for just like dinner inspiration. Artful Desperado, yeah, yeah we love him. And then we'll give Baked a shout because we just started contributing for Baked the blog. So that's a really good baking website. Awesome. Number three, who do you follow on Pinterest, Instagram, or Facebook that make you happy? I love Daniel Prescott stuff. 
Yeah, Daniel Prescott <laughs> for sure. Again, Feed Feed for sure. Artful Desperado, Molly Yeh, I'm a Food Blog, Vanilla and Bean, Garden of Eden. Just to name a few. Awesome. Number four, what is the most unusual or treasured item you have in your kitchen? Ironically, the clients we didn't use for maybe two years. <laughs> yeah. Which we're now using almost every other day. Yeah, right the pressure cooker. We have a steam pressure cooker. Yeah, and we just got it and we never used it and then sat there for like literally two years. And then we finally figured out how to use this scary looking object. <laughs> and yeah, it's really great. What was it that sort of brought it back to life? Well, actually, we make dog food for our dogs, so we just use that to steam vegetables. Yeah. yeah, just keeps all the nutrients and the vegetables that we're making for him, because yeah. we only feed him real food. Perfect. Number five, name one ingredient you used to dislike that you now love. Mine would be cilantro. Blue cheese for me. It was too pungent that he cooked before, but now I can just eat it, no problem. <laughs> wow, that's really going like from one extreme to the other. I know, right? <laughs> well, that's Jeremy, one extreme to the other. Number six, what are a few cookbooks that make your life better? Definitely Otolenghi's cookbooks, plenty, plenty more. Those are two really great ones. Sunday Suppers, love that book. My school pastry book. You know, it's a good resource. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy has a lot of books from school. And yeah. then we just got the Seven Spoons cookbook. We haven't cooked from that yet, but it's a really beautiful one. We actually kind of laid off the cookbooks in the last few months because I kind of went a little crazy. Yeah. It's like an addiction in itself. Need to monitor that right now number seven what song or album just makes you want to cook right now we really yeah. love galantis <laughs> peanut butter jelly it's, it's a really just like wonderful song. yeah get up get and, your bobbin yeah get your <laughs> oh i've not heard of it so right after i chat with you i'm just gonna google that and check it out yeah look it up on You'll youtube it's such a good song they just released the album it's very good peanut butter jelly by galantis perfect Congratulations, Adrian and Jeremy. You have officially survived the pressure cooker. We made Wonderful. it. Yeah. <laughs> Adrian and Jeremy, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me here on the Dinner Special Podcast. You're all over social media. What's the best way for us to keep posted with what you're up to? Definitely. Instagram's Definitely our number Instagram. one platform, but Twitter, Facebook, we're pretty much on all three. We're trying to post more recipes to the blog, so definitely check us out there more. You can expect more recipes this summer. Awesome. And of course, the blog is foodgaze.com. Foodgaze.com and on all social media is at foodgaze. Perfect. Well, thank you again for taking time to chat with me. It's been fun. I hope you had a good time too. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, so much fun. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you so much for listening. Head over to thedinnerspecial.com for recipes, highlights from every show, super blog articles, and all the wonderful ways to keep in touch on social media. Your culinary journey awaits, so let's get cooking.